You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Hello, happy new year and happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Monday Moves from the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Sala. Monday Moves drops every Monday and it's a short tips, advice, ideas series where I talk about everything from endurance sports, health and wellness, to brand building and entrepreneurship, all things I've been doing for over two decades. In addition, we just entered year five of the Marnie on the Move podcast, and I have lots of exciting news for 2023. But first, on today's Monday Moves, I'm sharing ideas on how to map out your fitness or endurance sports training plan for the year and set yourself up for success. Setting yourself up for success is the key. Whether it's triathlon, running, cycling, here's how I do it. And perhaps my strategy can be of assistance to you as you look to set your goals for 2023. I've been racing and training in running and triathlon for over 14 years. I've practiced yoga for over 20 years. I'm a certified Ironman coach and a 500-hour yoga teacher trainer. With that said, let's get started. The number one thing here is you've got to set yourself up for success. Don't set crazy goals that you can't accomplish. It's all about setting small incremental goals and then sure, a few crazy goals. But really, if you don't meet the smaller goals, you're going to be discouraged and dissuaded. Number one in setting up these successful goals is do what you love and do what comes easy for you. Not that the workouts or the training sessions are easy, but it's just easy to get to. For example, if you don't live near a pool or open water and it's freezing in the winter, it's going to be really challenging to train for swimming or triathlon. Or if the gym is 20 miles away and you have to get in your car and drive 45 minutes or If you live in New York City like me and the gym is more than 10 minutes away, you're not going to go. You've got to find a workaround because what happens is, as we all know, it's not that you can't do the training or the classes. It's that mentally you don't want to transition from your house or your apartment or your desk or whatever you're doing to getting a little bit uncomfortable and going to the gym. One of the things I always do, which I've talked about on the podcast with getting to the gym, is I I psychologically manipulate myself and convince myself by saying that I just have to get to the gym, that I can always just, you know, grab a coffee, have a smoothie, eat something, that I don't have to work out. And then I get to the gym and I tell myself, okay, just get on the treadmill or just go to the strength floor and just do a few things. And once I get started, then it's I'm in it. But it, it is hard to transition. And I think, you know, with anything that you do, whether it's going to a yoga class or going out for a run, there is a small period of time that is more mental than physical, even if it's going for a run and getting out the door. So I think you get it. You know what I mean? Make it easy for yourself. Do things that you love. Of course, throw in a challenge here and there but set yourself up for success. The other thing that I do 
which may be from all of my triathlon and running. And if you're a triathlete or a runner and this is kind of white noise for you, that's cool. But I like to put all of my training sessions into my calendar, not just my training peaks, which is my triathlon and running workout calendar, but also into my Google calendar. So I don't set meetings around those times or vice versa. Next up, if you haven't already done this, identify the endurance sports and athletics or fitness classes that you want to do this year. What sports are you doing already? What is the main focus for you within that sport? And what are the supplementary athletics and workouts that you can be doing to support those sports? For me, it's triathlon, cycling, running, strength training, and yoga, which also includes swimming in that order. I'm adding gravel this year and plan to do a little more cycling. I also often think about adding dance to the mix and heading over to Anna Kaiser's studio, but there's just not enough time and I'm absolutely not coordinated. I started out in my early years running and doing half marathons. Then I got into triathlon, doing sprints and Olympic distance races. Once I tried the 70.3 distance race, I never looked back. I love the training. I love the racing. This is my favorite distance. But it is really good to mix it up for both mental health and physical health to avoid monotony and injury, especially when you're a runner. Another great idea for planning out your strategy and goals for 2023 is to train and race seasonally. Work with Mother Nature based upon where you live. Personally, I need races as goals to continue training all year long. I learned this early on and it's been a game changer for me. I switch up my training and racing every season since I love cycling, running, triathlon, yoga, and all those things. And you can't really do them all together. So I try to work with Mother Nature and I'm in the Northeast. It really depends on where you live. But even if it's nice all year long, I think it's great to be able to switch up your sports. My triathlon race season is June through September. I start my sports-specific training for triathlon in March, but I don't really do any races till June, and I kind of wrap things up in September. Running is my racing and training focus in the winter because it is so cold in New York and there's lots of great races, and it's really the best sport to do when it's freezing out. I've also added strength training to my running training in the last few months and plan to fully integrate that even more into my training ongoing. Cycling is my focus in the spring and the fall. Leading into the first triathlon races, I try to do a few cycling events in May, A great time to do cycling events is at the end of triathlon season in late September, October, and November. Within all of these sports, as I'm training and racing seasonally, I like to set sport-specific goals. It's super important to set sport-specific goals within each sport. Are you looking to podium, win, beat an old PR, or just have fun? And hey, some fun could be crushing goals. Work backwards from these goals as you look to build into your annual program, the sports and races that you're going to be doing. The secret to success in all of this is maintaining 
a base level of fitness within each sport all year long. The question now to ask yourself is, will you be focusing on one sport or multiple sports? Whatever it is, maintain a solid base of mileage so that you can go from training to race day in 10 weeks or less. Maintaining a base level of fitness is easy if you're on training peaks because you can see the numbers, but it also comes down to, like I said, maintaining a base amount of mileage. So for me, when it comes to running, I like to keep my long run always around eight or nine miles, and I can increase from there. That matches my weekly mileage as well. From For cycling, I like to be able to just get a good 40, 50 miles in any day of the week without really training, and that's kind of my base cycling mileage. And then for my swimming, because like I mentioned earlier in triathlon, my weekly swims, whether it's three times a week or more, are at a minimum 2,000 yards. I guess, you know, it depends on what distance races you're doing, if you're a triathlete, if you're a runner, if you're a cyclist, like all of those things are very sport specific. But I think the overall idea of just maintaining a base level of fitness and a base level of mileage within each sport is important all year long. So you can go from not really racing to racing and have less of a ramp up to get there. When it comes to training and planning out your race schedule, and I mentioned sports specific, there's also the rule of four. In the 12 years I've been racing and training, if you're doing a sport three times a week, you're maintaining a base. Four times a week and you can improve and progress whether you're running or practicing yoga. It's the same. As triathletes, it's always a slippery slope. Often we have two sessions in a day, especially as the distance of the race we're competing in gets longer. Personally, I alternate my progress in running and cycling. As things get closer to the race and my training becomes more sports specific, I hone in on my strength on the bike, my speed on the run. When it comes to swimming, I usually just keep it at a base level as I'm not setting high expectations to be a fast swimmer. Another secret to success is evaluate how much time you have to train and be realistic. Do not lie to yourself. I have done that. Because when you start seeing 10 hours of training on your training peak schedule or whatever program you're using and you see that you're only getting in six hours or eight hours, then you just like stop training, you get dissuaded, you don't care. And I think that it's all mental. So really just be realistic, which isn't always easy to do because let's say you want to train more hours, but really you can't. And you can always change it. You know, if you see that you're nailing it and you're training 10 hours a week, add two hours, you know, and if it's too much, like go back to 10. But really this is, a major key to setting up those small incremental that I was talking about earlier. And that is really evaluate how much time you have in a day, in a week. What are your good days to train? When can you do longer workouts? How many hours do you have? Can you do two workouts in a day? All right, last but not least, travel. Are you planning to travel for your races Perhaps you're taking a racecation this summer. 
Will it involve flying, a long drive, or do you prefer to stay local? What does local mean? Is it somewhere that you're going to drive to on race morning or is it somewhere you're going to stay in a hotel or camp out the night before? Super important when you plan your training and races for the year. For me, this is my schedule. As of now, January 29th, it's a mini racecation in Miami. I'm doing a half marathon. In April, local New York City, shape half, May, local New York City, Brooklyn half. Then gravel in June, I have my eye on unbound gravel and I'm between doing 25 and 50 miles. Please don't laugh as I know I have done a few centuries, but I have no idea what I'm going to be in for when it comes to gravel and Kansas. In June, I'm doing an Olympic distance triathlon in Connecticut, and that will be my training race for the July Muscle Man. That's all I've got for now. I am possibly considering doing another marathon in the fall in October or November, and I definitely definitely will add at least one century and it might be the one I've already done here in New York end of September or I might be trying to get back out to Santa Barbara to do that century. I hope this Monday Moves episode helps you as you're shaping and planning your schedule for 2023. If you have any questions please feel free to DM me or hit me up and again thanks for tuning in. Happy Monday and Happy New Year. Thank you.